Yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Past to Present Player podcast. I, Austin, am your Past to Present Player in question. And it's another Friday, another day to talk about some games, man. Uh, I need to start this one with an apology, though, because I did not upload last Friday. Uh, if you guys noticed, I didn't upload. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on. I'm a really busy guy. I do work in nine to five. I got a kiddo, my wife and good old family time and all that stuff. I just couldn't find the time really to get in here and do this. So I apologize for that, but we're here now. That's what matters. We're here. Uh, and today we're talking about dead space. Uh, I went back and played this game and, or finally for the first time I, I've watched, uh, Ironically enough, I watched a lot of like of the compilations of the death scenes and stuff inside of Dead Space because I just thought like graphically and like it it's it's people who like the blood and gore and all that stuff and yeah, it was it was cool. I used to I used to want to play this game all the time after watching that stuff, but I never got around to it. And after I picked up my Xbox, this thing was on Game Pass and I said Let's pick it up. I'm going to play it. So finally went through and played it for the first time. Um, I got my gripes about this game, to be honest. I got, I got my gripes and I got my, uh, I got my issues, but overall it's, it's a solid game. It kept, it kept my attention. Uh, Storyline is, I guess, interesting for what it is. It's a, I'll say it's a good start. It's a, it's a really good start for what the game is. But um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to start with that apology. I'm sorry I didn't upload uh, this last Friday, but I'm here now. I'm here now. We're going we're gonna to get an upload for this Friday, which is going to be Dead Space. So uh, check out the links in the description. I got my Twitter page down there, plus my website. You can go check out all the early renditions of the podcast all down there. And also, I've got a specific Twitch channel now dedicated to the podcast itself. And that's where I'll be streaming. Uh, the last couple episodes, I had my personal Twitch channel where I just kind of stream whatever I want. I play a lot of uh, grindy games and competitive games. I play a lot of sports games. And I usually like to stream those on there. But I made a personally dedicated to the podcast Twitch channel where I'll be playing most of my stuff that I'll be researching for the podcast and most of my retro style stuff and anything that you guys want to see personally. So I'm leaving that link down there too. It's a brand new Twitch channel, all brand new. You guys can go follow that and I'll make sure to update on my Twitter when I'm streaming and all of the things like that. So make sure you go check that stuff out. Go check out the older episodes of the podcast. We did a, we've got a couple out already. I did one on the just recently happened Xbox showcase that happened a couple weeks back. Uh, I did one. Uh, there was one we did on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet with my buddy Brandon. That was a really good episode. So they'll all be down there. You can go check those out. Make sure you leave us follows. Leave us some reviews too if you can. And let's go ahead and get into this, man. Dead Space 1. Uh, this one... Like I said, it's kind of it's a good start. I mean, it's it's a decent start for the game that it is. So, for the people who haven't played this game, uh, a brief rundown is you play this uh, this like space engineer. His name's Isaac Clark, and you're part of this uh, search and rescue team. And there's this spaceship called the USG uh, Ishimura. I think that's how you pronounce it. The USG Ishimura. That's what I'm going to call it. And they've uh, they've gone silent. And your job is to go out there and find out why. And you need to... So as part of the search and rescue team as well, uh, you get this video message from your girlfriend who works on the ship. And 
not only are you just part of this rescue team that is now given a mission to go figure out what's going on, but now it's become personal because your girlfriend was on this ship and you need to find out what happened to her. So now it's kind of made personal, which is a good touch. It's a good added touch. That way it's not too bland. I like it. It's not bad. Um, but you, you get, you get to the ship with two other people. Uh, one of them, his name is Kendra. Uh, I believe her full name was Kendra Daniels and she's kind of your like, she's kind of your guide. Uh, she's very like tech savvy system savvy. So she's kind of your guide on what's going on with the ship. And then, uh, I forget his name. I forget his name currently, but you have this big bulky guy, uh, who is kind of like the leader and his goal is like just to follow command. Like he's like, okay, our mission is to get this ship back online. We have to get this done, clear out any, anything that's going on, clear out any enemies, combat and stuff like that and get back home. Like he's dead set on his mission. So you have these two people to help you fulfill everything that you have to do on this ship. And this ship, from what I've read on the Wikipedia page and stuff like that, is very iconic throughout the series from now on. So you get to know this ship quite well. But so you enter the ship and you start kind of figuring out what systems are offline, what things you got to fix, da da da. But as you go through, you realize things are funny. Not everything's right here. And that something is on the ship. And it ends up being these alien life forms that they end up calling necromorphs. And these things are creepy, man. They are freaking creepy. I am, I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to this stuff. So I played on like 75% brightness. Also just cause my vision isn't that good. So I needed all of that extra light just so I can be like, oh, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? But I needed all of that extra light. Uh, but these guys are creepy. Uh, the, the first one you end up finding is just this tall kind of basic one and he, uh, his arms are kind of like knife hands and they're all kind of crooked and weird and he swings at you and it's the first one you end up finding and the first weapon you end up uh, you get in the game is called the plasma cutter and I'm gonna be honest with you this was the only weapon I really used in the game I didn't use any other weapons there's heavy machine guns there's uh, like grenade launchers flamethrowers there's all these other weapons, but I never used them. I always had the plasma cutter on me. And the plasma cutter was the only weapon that I ended up upgrading fully. Uh, I up, I did a couple upgrades to, like I think, the machine gun at one point, And then all the rest of the credits you get in the game, I spent on the spacesuits. Because you start with the level one spacesuit, and then they have shops in the game where you can go buy ammo, you can buy health packs, you can... or uh, specific ones when you find the blueprints because they have blueprints in the game you find spacesuits spacesuit level one level two so i got the max spacesuit and that's what i ended up spending my credits on but you also get these upgrade devices called uh i forget what they're called but they're um they're little upgrade modules and you can take them to a workbench and get them upgraded so it it's it's interesting. I, li I like the way the upgrade system works. It's not too hard to figure out. But yeah, the main weapon I really used in the game was the plasma cutter. I didn't really want to use anything else. But it did the job. And part of this game's like part of this game's mechanic 
is that like it's not a typical way that you would kill like zombies in a game or like just kill anything in general. You actually have to dismember these things. So you can shoot off their head or whatever, but they're still going to come after you until you shoot off at least a couple parts of their body that helps them attack. So in this case, the basic necromorph had two like knife arms that he would swing at you. So your goal was to shoot off his knife arms and then he would then drop to the ground and die. And I thought that was really cool. I had never, I've never played a game. I've never played Dead Space. So when, when I first got into this, I was kind of, it kind of took me for a loop for a minute, but part of the plasma cutter too, you can hit, I think it's RB on the Xbox, which would be R1 on the PlayStation, but you can hit RB and the plasma cutter shoots horizontal to start. But if you hit RB, it switches to vertical. So it's a way that you can kind of get a better shot on the arms to take their arms off. And then you can switch to horizontal and shoot their legs off. And then they're just this blob of just necromorph that can't attack you. It's awesome. But there are, um, but yeah, I, the plasma cutter, I think is the most OP weapon. It's the best weapon. And um, I saw in Dead Space 2, like you can get I think it's like a foam finger or something that just makes like shooting sounds like it's pew, 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 pew. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. So I'm, I don't know if it's uh if it's like a cheat code or if it's actually in the game because I haven't played the game yet, but I plan to. And uh, that looks hilarious. But as for this game, I feel like the plasma cutter is really all you need to get by. And all of the other weapons are kind of just a waste of credits. I, I only focused on upgrading the plasma cutter, upgrading my spacesuits, and making sure I had enough health packs to get through any hard situations. And I'll tell you, there are situations in this game that you walk into a room, there could be like two necromorphs that are just running at you and you could take them out quick. Or there could be three of the regular ones and then two of these small little baby necromorphs. They're, they're like babies, but they have this bulge on their back. And then they have four little appendage arms that can shoot things at you, which are freaking annoying. Uh, but there could be those. And then there's another one that has no legs. He has a tail, and but he has big bulky arms and he kind of just like throws himself at you and he could swing at you. And those guys are annoying to kill because you got to aim at the ground. And then while you're aiming at the ground to take their damn arms off, you got four other guys that are chasing you the whole time and you got to focus on them and then turn to them. And then there's a guy behind you. Uh, it's a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass for some of these rooms. And there was one part I specifically got stuck when it was this part where you go into this chamber to like, uh, I think it's to, oh, it, it was to release this boulder that had a tracking signal on it. You put this tracking signal on like an asteroid that was being held by the ship. And then when you get the tracking signal on, you go into the release room and hit the button to release the asteroid so that hopefully somebody can come help you. I went into this room with like half health and like four ammo in my plasma cutter. And what they end up doing is there's these two necromorphs that come out and I, I'll explain this too. The regular necromorphs, they are kind of like, they're paler in color, but there's also these darker ones and they've, they, they're like more powerful. They got more health. It takes more ammo to like dismember their limbs. They're just harder overall to kill. It locks you down 
in this small room, it it shuts off all the exits and it sends three of these guys at you and you have to kill them all before it opens the exit because it's like a decontamination process or something. You have to kill all three of these guys before you can exit. And I had four ammo. I was stuck on this fucking part for hours. I couldn't get off of this fucking part. And I almost, I almost reset the game. I was like, I can't do this. I need to come in here with more ammo. I need to come in here with this and that. When you kill these guys too, they can drop ammo. But I had such a fucking hard time getting a kill that I couldn't even get any ammo for the plasma cutter to keep going. And I didn't have any other weapons on me. So at this point, it's just using your melee attack and hoping that you can kill the damn things. And your melee attack doesn't do shit. It just fucking pushes the dudes back. And it just gets them off you. That's all it does. And I couldn't fucking get past this part. It took me hours. I was, But I was dedicated. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to get past this part. And for the record, this was on the normal difficulty. The normal difficulty. And I couldn't get past this thing. And it literally took me, I think, about an hour. It took me about an hour. And I finally got past it. But oh my God. You could get stuck in situations where you have no ammo and no health. And it's kind of like a spawn loop at that point, unless you can get lucky, which I ended up doing. I used my ammo and I, I would like hit one with like four melee attacks and then use the four bullets I had to shoot him and then hope that it would be enough. And at one time I got enough and he dropped ammo. He dropped like 10 more ammo. I took the other guy out. He dropped like six more ammo. And I, I think I ended up like taking off one of his arms, but I didn't have enough ammo to fully kill him. So I just had to melee and melee and melee until he was fucking dead. And I ended up getting out. But oh my Lord, I almost quit the game on that. And that was on normal. It was on fucking normal. I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, it was, it was absolutely insane. And it gets crazy when you have those plus the powerful necromorphs. And then there's this one that is like this guy who is glued to a wall. You can come across these walls and it's this guy or I guess used to be human who is like trapped in this goop against the wall. And he's, uh, he like grows like appendages and he spits out these little, these little things, uh, with one little appendage, but they shoot at you and he could spit out like four or five at a time while simultaneously throwing shit at you. So you have to kill those things. Plus take off his appendages of the guy on the wall. You have to take off his appendages while also killing these guys who he can put anywhere in the room and those were so annoying. There's one room that has two of them. Two of the guys stuck to the wall. There's there's one room that has two of them. And bro, they simultaneously are just spitting out their little shooter guys. And I can't even pay attention to them because I got to waste all my ammo on the little guys that he's spitting out. So I eventually would have to just kill a bunch of them and then run back to the starting area where I started and go to the store and buy ammo because I kept running out because these guys were so fucking annoying. Oh, they do a they do a really good job with the necromorphs, but they make some of these so fucking annoying. Oh man. Anyway, so uh part of the part of the storyline that you end up finding out is there's this, it's like this hive mind crystal that you end up finding out exists. And it's the reason that the necromorphs are on this ship. And so the necromorphs, the planet they come from, what ended up happening is this company that you work for ended up drilling into this planet 
to look for something and they came across this hive mind type entity and that wasn't supposed to be released. And they took this hive mind crystal type thing from this planet and the necromorphs were not happy about it. So they came to get it back. So you find out that this thing is on the ship. So your main goal is you get told that if we can get this hive mind crystal back to its planet, the necromorphs will go away and they'll disappear and they'll leave us alone. And you get told this by a scientist on the ship that somehow survived and is alive and is trying to help you and get this thing to stop. So you come, a, I, I kind of find it kind of cool. You come across a situation where it's either listen to your squad mates about just kind of fixing the ship and leaving or this scientist who's like, hey, I have a plan that can stop this forever. And it's, it's here, there, you kind of, uh, you kind of go back and forth with it. Um, so I'll issue a spoiler alert from here on out because I am going to spoil pretty much most of the story at this point. But uh, the girl, Kendra, who is leading you through all these missions and stuff. And I will point out, this is one of the points I wanted to point out. The initial storyline where you're just kind of go around fixing stuff on the ship, it felt so bland. It, it felt so basic and just kind of laid out. So... You would have a mission where, uh, okay, we need this information from this doctor. He's being held in the medical lab. Let's go to the medical lab. So you go fight your way through the medical lab and you get there. It turns out the doctor's a necromorph. You kill the doctor, you get this key card and you're like, okay, back to, back to the shuttle so we can go to another part of the ship. And as soon as you, or like you want to go to the shuttle to get to the main part of the ship so you can get out. And as soon as you get the key card and you're headed back, Kendra's like, oh, well, our shields are offline. We need to go turn our shields back online so we don't get ripped up in the atmosphere. So you got to go turn the shields back online. And then uh, some of the power goes out as, as you get that done and you go back to the shuttle to leave. And she's like, well, our generators are low. We got to go fix the generators. This is what I mean by a bland mission line. Like this, it's just so hit or miss and you don't get into the good stuff until you actually meet this doctor who survived. I say doctor, but he's more like a scientist. You meet this scientist who ended up surviving and is telling you about the hive mind and is like, hey, I have a way that we can get out of here. And this is when the story starts to pick up a little bit. So he gets you a ship. You work on getting the hive crystal into this ship. And as soon as you get... You get the hive mind off of the ship and you're headed to the planet. You land in the planet and you have this like, it took me about, I think 25 minutes, this whole session where you're using like a gravitational thing that your guy can use in his spaceship. Apparently he has, it's essentially like the force. He like has the force or something and he can move this giant hive mind on these tracks. And finally, when you get the hive mind all the way to these tracks, and uh, get it up to the planet to send it back. Kendra appears out of nowhere to lock you into your space pod that you were going to use to lose and ends up taking the crystal back and taking it, uh, taking it for her research or whatever. So she ends up turning on you and she turns out she was using you this whole time to get to this hive crystal or to figure out information on this stuff and how to get it for herself. So it, it was really cool. It got really cool at the end. Uh, part of the, when you finally figure out she was turning on you is when you're loading the hive crystal into this ship 
that you're going to use to go to the other planet. So you're still on the, the USG ship and you've got it into this shuttle and you're about to take off to leave. And the scientist is at the end of this big walkway and you're running towards him like, come on, let's get on the ship. And then all of a sudden he just gets shot in the head and you turn around and it's, uh, or she comes off the ship. Kendra comes off the ship. I think she either comes off the ship or like she's behind you or something, but she comes off the ship and has this whole big speech about how like, Oh, thanks for helping me find the thing, blah, 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 all this other stuff. But you figure out that she turns on you. So the, the story from then on basically turns into trying to stop Kendra, but at the same time, finding your sister, finding your girlfriend. I'm sorry. Is it his sister or his girlfriend? I can't remember. Um, but what it is, uh, at the, at the end, you finally get on your escape pod to get off the planet. Uh, you go back to the same shuttle that you sent to the original planet to send the hive mind to. And then one of the last scenes of the game is a, you pan over to your right. It's a slow zoom of Isaac's face. It's the first time you see his face and it's a slow zoom of Isaac's face. And he turns to the right and his sister's right there and his sister turns out to be a necromorph. So uh, it is really cool. It was, it was really fun towards the end, but through like the first like 75% of the game, it was so bland and it was hard to really keep going at that point because I was just like, man, there's, I'm doing, it kind of felt like I was doing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. And I was like, bro, this is just, it's not worth it. It's, it's just not worth it. Um, some of the uh, the some of the music in this game was really good as far as like the eerie music and stuff they had going on, as well as like the lighting. They did really good visually with this game. Even the remake, they stepped it up like tenfold. But even in the original game itself, they did really good with making this game feel eerie and scary. And like, just I was on my I, like I was on my seat most of the time. And most of the time you get these surprise necromorphs that come out. It's legitimately scary. I was like, oh my Lord. Um, but it is legitimately, it legitimately scares you. Uh, I'm, I don't do too well with horror games. I've played, uh, I've played, well now Dead Space. I've played Outlast. I want to play The Evil Within. That's another game that I have on my list that I want to try. But I want to play that game. And I, I just don't do too well with this stuff, but uh, it overall, it, it did really well. It kept me on my toes. And I feel like if I would have played at a lower light level, even though I really can't see, if I would have played at like a lower light level, this probably would have been a way better experience. But for what I played it as, it was, it, it was good enough. It was good enough to be scary enough. It was good enough to keep me entertained. It, it was really good. They did a really good job. Another gripe I have for this though, is the camera, even, even at full sensitivity, I, cause I had this at full sensitivity, even at full sensitivity, it was so slow. It was so slow. I would have moments that I died because I would go into a room with a bunch of necromorphs and I'd have a necromorph attacking me from behind and I couldn't turn around fast enough to even attempt to dismember it before it killed me. And that was a big issue for me. It, I, the, it just moved so slow. I couldn't, I couldn't aim fast enough. I was really bad at aiming in this game, by the way. I was, I was like really bad at it. But 
it was part of it was the camera movement. It was so slow. It felt bulky. It kind of felt like chunky in a way. But in in all of that being said, it's still to me. I've I hopefully they stepped it up in the remake. That that's my main hope. Hopefully they did better with a little bit of the camera controls. But hopefully they stepped it up. Uh, one of my favorite missions or one of my favorite parts in this game is there are specific rooms that you can go into where gravity isn't a factor. So, and it tells you it's, it's like zero gravity being activated or something like that. And you can literally jump on ceilings and walls and, and there's times you have to do that because there's stuff on the ceiling that you have to get. There's stuff in the walls you have to get all that other stuff. And I found that really cool. And there's necromorphs uh, that can climb walls and stuff like that so they can attack you. One of the bosses in this game is you go into this big zero gravity chamber and it kind of looks like kind of looks like an octopus's mouth if you if you know what I'm talking about, but and it grows these like big tentacles and what you have to do is you can use your force. I, I'm gonna call it the force dude because he's literally picking things up with like a gravitational ray from his hand or something, but it's pretty much like using the force. So you use the force and you're picking up these barrels and you're throwing these barrels in his, the, the like center of him, which I'm going to call it his mouth. Cause I don't, I don't know what else to call it, but at the same time, he's got these big tentacles that are swinging down and swooping across the area. You can't see it cause I'm doing it with my arm, but it's like swooping across the area, smacking you. And it takes a lot of health when it hits you. It takes a lot of health, but they were some of my favorite boss fights. I love all the zero gravity stuff. There was another part where you're, you have to reactivate the comms ray and there's these like broken satellites that you have to take out and replace them with the satellites that are still intact. And I found it so much fun. You could pull these broken ones out and you press a button and it just shoots it as far, as far as it can go. And I would just pull these out and shoot these things across the way and watch them smack a bunch of shit. Oh, it's freaking hilarious. But no, I loved, I loved all the zero gravity parts. Uh, they were, they did not go scarce on the health. Uh, I used a lot of health packs and there were times that I found myself not having enough. I spent a lot of credits on health packs in this game. Uh, maybe I'm just bad at the game. That could also be it. But I spent a lot of credits on that stuff. It was mostly, it was mostly the uh, the plasma cutter ammo and medium to small health packs because I just, I kept getting hit. I couldn't. St that once they get close, once these necromorphs get close, it's hard to really. You wouldn't believe it. But for me, it was hard to dismember them at that point because they're so close to you. Their arms are swinging everywhere. So you can't really get a good shot. And I found that really tough to deal with. But that, that's just me. Maybe I'm just bad at the game. I don't know. Uh, as far as critically acclaimed stuff for this game, uh, I, I'm on their wiki page now. And I know this isn't, this isn't like official official. It's just a wiki page. But... Uh, it's saying the first Dead Space in particular is often considered to be one of the greatest video games of all time with its innovations in the survival horror genres highlighted. It's so acclaimed critically. It was for, I think for its generation, it was really innovative. And as far as the horror genre, where I don't think we had a lot of games in general, I think this was a big step up. Dead Space really kind of took horror and was like, we can, we can make people experience the same 
type of horror they experience in movies, but we can do it in video games. We can put them there. And I think they did a really, really good job with this. Um, in on release date, it says here, uh, Dead Space reached 10th place in North American game sales compiled in November, uh, recording sales of 193,000 units. And it was the only new property from EA to enter the top 10 ranking. That's pretty insane. Uh, it did it did pretty well. And I haven't played Dead Space 2 yet, but it's also available on Xbox Game Pass, which I'm going to end up picking up. I'm going to play through it because if it is anything even close to Dead Space, then I'm going to go for it. There were even some spinoff series. Uh, if I remember right, there was some spinoff series that they did. Uh, what was it? There was... Uh, Dead Space Extraction, uh, Dead Dead Space Ignition, and the Dead Space mobile game. Uh, I haven't... I think Extraction... Wasn't that the one that was specifically for the PlayStation Move? I think that was the one that was like... It was first person. And I can't remember. But you guys will have to tell me in the comments if I'm right or not. But I believe that one was specifically for the PlayStation Move. And it was all first person, which seems really interesting. And then there was uh, Dead Space Ignition, which was a... says here it was a prequel to Dead Space 2, and it's a action puzzle game. So that... I'm not a big fan of puzzle games, so I don't know how much that would intrigue me, but I might go and play some of these spinoffs if people say they're good, but mostly I'm focused on the Dead Space series itself. I just... I kind of want to get through the entire Dead Space series, which is Dead Space 1, uh, Dead Space 2, and Dead Space 3. So I just I just want to get through the main games. And then if I can get through those decently, if I can get through those decently, uh, I will attempt to play some of the spinoffs. But so far, Dead Space 1 was kind of hit or miss. I mean, there were points that I just wasn't about it. There were points that I was fully intrigued. There were points that the story didn't grip me. There was points that the story was a fucking phenomenal loophole. And I was like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. What the fuck is going on? But all in all, all in all, it it was a decent game. Uh, as far as... I think this is what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start giving it five uh, out of five star ratings. I think that's what I'm going to start doing for games. Because... I want to I want to at least give it some type of recognition at the end of every show because it it makes it easier to kind of give a general consensus instead of all of the detail I just went into but I'll say out of 5 stars this is a solid 3 uh it's it's good enough to keep your attention it's good enough wanting me to come back but it's not mind-blowing in any way, shape, or form. And maybe I just need to play the remake. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind when the remake comes out. Maybe I'll pick up the remake and give it a shot and try it again. But the remake could change my mind. I've looked up videos on the remake. I've looked up uh, I've looked up some people doing walkthroughs. I've looked up reactions to the remake uh, when they were playing through it, stuff like that. So maybe I just need to play the remake and we can go from there. Uh, but yeah, this was Dead Space 1. Uh, Dead Space 2, hopefully I'll get to playing that here soon and get through it. But as far as what I'm playing right now, I've mostly been playing a lot of sports stuff. Uh, the NBA offseason just started, so I've been back into the NBA 2K stuff for a little bit. Uh, I've been playing some MLB, uh, but also I've been on the Switch a little bit. I've been playing... Uh, me, me and my wife are about to go play some Mario Kart for a little while, but I've been playing... Um, we've been playing Mario Party as well. 
And I'm trying to dive really deep into the emulators and kind of play some of these older games. And eventually I want to stream them. But what I really want to start with is uh, the whole Legend of Zelda series. So I'm going to do what I can to get going on that. I think that's going to be one of my next topics for the next show. But th that's going to be it for me. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it, man. Uh, make sure you go check out all those links. Go look at all of our old stuff. I got more stuff coming out next Friday. I'm not going to I'm not gonna miss it, I promise. I'm going to make sure I get one out. Uh, this, this stuff's really fun. I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. And if you want to talk to me about this stuff, let me know and I can get you on here. But uh, thank you guys for watching. Hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your work day, the rest of your busy day, whatever the hell y'all are doing. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully this helps you get through at least a little bit of it. And I will catch you guys next Friday. Bye-bye.